Jay and Andrews, thank you. He appeared before Congress to talk about some of the Sabbath issues. And if you read his testimony, it's very eloquent, very wonderful. And right now, today, in our, at our union levels, we have attorneys that help in religious liberty problems. Most of those are related to the Sabbath. But we do have other issues, and some of those issues I'd like to present here this morning. Religious liberty, we know, is going to be curtailed because of some of the prophecies we understand. Things are happening here in the United States. If you just look at the regular media, you don't hear about some of the issues that are going on. But I want to share with you the urgency of the problems of religious liberty as we are faced with today. I'm going to be reading my notes. I was going to read them and make emphasis for you, but we'll just do our best as we go along. When the Supreme Court ruled that same-sex marriage must be permitted by all states, and that was June 26th of this year, Obama's White House lit up in the colors of the LGBT movement. Obama said America should be proud of the step that was taken. The late Justice Antonio Scalia blasted the court's decision by saying this was a threat to American democracy. Chief Justice Roberts said today's decision creates serious questions about religious liberty in America. Dennis Prager, I hope some of you can listen to him once in a while on the radio, he's a brilliant Jewish author, talk show host, and columnist, noted that at no other time has there been so much pessimism about America's future as today after that Supreme Court decision last month. He went on, this is the formal end to Judeo-Christian America. What now will define right and wrong, feelings, pardon me, let's see, it's in my black case in the front zipper, and then it's the blue and white flash drive. He said, what is happening today in religious liberty in this country is that the freedom issue is being driven by feelings and not by the true religious concerns. That's what's guiding the majority decisions of the five Supremes that voted for gay marriage in all the different states. This came at a time when college campuses refused to fly an American flag. Religious institutions are being rendered irrelevant through political correctness. The traditional family has become nothing more than one of many options. Feelings, not the mind, Prager said, not millennia of human experience, nor any secular or religious body of wisdom, but feelings determine what marriage should be. For the first time in recorded history, he concluded, 
Whole societies are announcing that gender has no significance. What happened to the guiding reliance on the Bible by our framers and their willingness to call upon God in prayer? And I have a picture on the PowerPoint of our framers kneeling in prayer before they deliberate in Congress. It is equally unbelievable, said the Vatican's chief justice, and the Vatican has a chief justice in their court. The president wants to restrict the exercise of the freedom of religion to freedom of worship. Maybe someday we can talk about this change that's about ready to occur. That is, he holds that one is free to act according to his conscience within the confines of his place of worship, but that once the person leaves the place of worship, the government can constrain him to act against his rightly formed conscience. No witnessing in the community beyond the two doors, the double doors of the church. Even the most serious moral questions cannot be addressed in the community. That is under discussion right now in the White House. Hillary Clinton wants that to be enacted. The Alliance Defending Freedom has compiled 66 direct religious freedom, sanctity of life, marriage and family, by the way, challenges to them by the present administration. Tim Staples, former Southern Baptist, now director of apologetics of evangelical Catholic answers, recently said, this administration in particular, the Obama administration, and I am quoting, has done more to take away our rights than perhaps any other president in American history. What is going on is veiled from most of the general public. But in the last 15 months alone, there have been 25 major areas where secular leaders have restricted religious liberty. Amendment 1 to the Constitution says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for redress of any grievance. What if Congress did not make such laws? Did you catch what that First Amendment was? Congress shall make no law. What if Congress made no such laws, but the president through the executive branch made those laws? There's over 200 executive laws that are in place right now based upon executive action by this president. This is a country that is based on free speech. This is Loretta Lynch, our attorney general. But when it edges towards violence, especially anyone saying hate-filled speech against Muslims, we will take action. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? In March 2016, during an appearance before the Senate Judiciary Committee, she said that she asked the FBI to examine whether the federal government should take legal action against anyone that's denying global warming. 
interesting, isn't it? There's things beginning to occur in this country, once again, that's not hitting most of the main media regarding freedom. The Vatican then spoke out and said, and this is interesting, you may be aware that Pope Francis wrote his own global warming climate encyclical called Laudato Si. No Catholic is free to dissent from my teaching of Laudato Si. This encyclical of Pope Francis has been added to the social teaching of the Catholic Church which supports climate change. Why are these current issues important? Jesus told four disciples in the Mount of Olives that Daniel's message of the abomination of desolation would be pivotal at the end of time. That's Matthew 24, verse 15. Understanding that message is so vital, Jesus said, when one would see the abomination that leads to desolation, threatening God's people, it was time to flee from where it was menacing. Get out of Babylon back then for the literal interpretation. Get out of correction, Jerusalem. Get out of Babylon for the spiritual interpretation at the end of time. The warning is explicit, but such major threats of freedom cannot occur unless there is now an incremental curtailment of liberty which is going on right now in America, as you will see before we finish this session. There's a long list of recent cases where Christians have been accused of violating non-discriminatory laws for following the dictates of their faith. Many gay advocates have refused to do business with Christians and most devastating Many homosexuals have retaliated against Christian businesses, owners, for serving and for not serving them. These have resulted in fines. Maybe you've seen them. Some of the fines for businesses not serving food to homosexuals or to cater weddings have been up as high as $135,000, loss of business, and even jail time. Isolated stories, folks, not at all. Navy SEAL Lieutenant Commander Wes Motter, a Protestant chaplain in the U.S. Navy, was honored by being featured in a Navy recruitment video. The military in 2015 began to put pressure on all chaplains to have inclusive prayers and not mention in Jesus' name. Also, modern views of sexuality were to be accepted by all chaplains of all faiths. In a private counseling session with some young sailors, Chaplain Motter expressed his disagreement with homosexual practices in accordance with the Bible and its principles. Some of the men complained higher up. In the chain of command, and Motter was relieved of his duties, Relieved of his commission, his 20 years of service, rewards, awards, and accolades, and recommendations and evaluations were impeccable. He was fired from the military. He says, I feel betrayed. All because he didn't want to say in Jesus' name 
and support the issues of homosexuality. Every morning for the last 14 years, students in the Glenview Elementary School in New Jersey recited God Bless America after the Pledge of Allegiance to patriotically honor the, excuse me, those that died in September 11, 2001 from the terrorist attacks until the ACLU in New Jersey sent a letter to the district on December 30, 2015, a few months ago, to say that it was unconstitutional for them to say, God bless America. The school had legal grounds to continue, but they had no funds to fight it. The students are no longer saying, after the Pledge of Allegiance, God bless America. It is interesting that within the Kentucky State Seal, and I have a picture of that here, at the bottom of the seal, it says, United we stand, divided we fall. Yet last year, this state began to impose a religious test on all volunteer pastor counselors in their youth programs, which they relied upon. They must now sign a pledge that homosexuality would never be called sinful. Many refused and were relieved of their responsibilities. This imposed in the state of Kentucky a new moral standard for its citizens. This is being challenged by Liberty Council, a legal Christian advocacy agency. But it didn't take President Obama but two months to ridicule Christian homosexual positions. September 2015, in a Democratic fundraiser in New York City, he warned Christians gay rights, I'm quoting, gay rights are more important than religious freedom. Did you catch that? The moral foundations of America are being changed by a few. It's tyrannical. Incidentally, everything I'm quoting here this morning and reporting I have references for that. America is changing, not by the majority of voting citizens, but by coercive me measures from a small but powerful controlling elite. Who are these people? The liberal progressives who want a form of socialism in this country. Case in point, the economic strategy of distributing tax money to the states has turned into a federal bureaucratic oligarchy. Reception of many funds now has become dependent on accepting certain sexual norms at the state level and also in the schools. Highland Local School District, North Carolina, has been informed by the Department of Education, that's federal, that their federal funds, $1.1 million, would be withheld unless their sex discrimination policies change. A 14-year-old male student wants to use the girls' restroom, locker room, and showers. The school refused. $1.1 million was cut off. This is coercing people to do the will of the government an elite group of individuals in the government. Folks, it's setting new moral standards through coercion. 
Does that give you a little insight of maybe how Revelation 13 might be fulfilled with the mark of the beast, not able to buy and sell, or maybe even worse than that? June 2016 in Fairfax County, Virginia, it informed its students and parents that criticizing their transgender policies would lead to discipline and even expulsion from the school. This is intrusive and aggressive and abusive. The aim of all these liberal directives, it is nothing other than to wipe out all morality and Christianity. It is part of the cultural shock required for the final control of the government. That's another story, but that is just around the corner. This all came into legal focus May 13, 2016, when the U.S. Department of Justice, Civil Rights Division, and the U.S. Department of Education Offices for Civil Rights, on behalf of the president, sent out an edict requiring all public schools to open girls' bathrooms. This is across the nation. Showers and other facilities to males who self-identify with the female gender. Judith Reisman, professor of law, Liberty University, nailed this sexual sabotage in the title of one of her books, and I have her picture here. This is change that we are, hello? This is change that we are to believe in. Sound familiar? The new world order is first and fast becoming the new moral order. We can't help but recall a speech that this man, President Obama, his picture is here, at the Catholic Georgetown University, which is a Catholic university, May 2015. We're going to have to change how the media reports on these is issues. Christians must be made now to obey. Did you catch that? Coercive, tyrannical. It's incredible what is going on and what is being said and the decisions that are being made in this country. Jesus separated the church and state in Matthew 22, 21, when he said, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Paul instructed the Corinthians at Ephesus to live in harmony with the government, even to pray for its leaders. How should we relate to this country and its laws? When they promote evil and are coercive, how should Christians relate to the increasing subversion of their personal liberties? First, we are told regarding Jesus, and this is a quote from Ellen White, the government under which Jesus lived was corrupt and oppressive. On every hand were crying abuses, extortion, intolerance, grinding cruelty, things that we're experiencing beginning to see today. Yet the Savior attempted no civil reforms. He attacked no national abuses, nor condemned the national enemies. He did not interfere with the authority or administration of those in power. He who was our example kept aloof from earthly governments, not because he was indifferent to the woes of men, but because of the remedy. He did not lie in merely human and external measures. To be efficient, the cure must reach men individually and must regenerate the heart. Folks, that's going to be one of the cries that we have as uh, at the, in this country very soon. With the shooting of police officers recently, several police chiefs have spoken out 
the issue is not gun control. The issue we need to have in America is heart control. That's exactly what we anticipate will lead to the Sunday law later on. Yet we are counseled that time is fast approaching when those who choose to obey God rather than men will be made to feel the hand of oppression. Shall we then dishonor God by keeping silence, this is Ellen White again, while his holy commandments are trodden underfoot? Paul advised, preach the message, be ready whether it is convenient or not. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and instruction. We're not to change the government. We're not to undermine laws and fight laws. But we are to promote the goodness of Jesus Christ and what truth really is. And under God's spirit direction, to be able to show what really right and liberty represents. Christians have weighty responsibilities to teach and preach, but not to undermine the government. There is another very important issue apropos to this. What do we do when asked to do wrong? Judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel? 1 Peter 4.17 he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that what? All them that obey him, Hebrews 5, verse 9. In an old education book from the 1800s came this thought. The greatest want of the world today is the want of men. Men who will not be bought or sold. Men who in their almost, utmost souls are true and honest. Men who do not fear to call sin by its right name. Men whose conscience is as true to duty as the needle is to the pole. Men who will stand to fight the government. Is that what she says? No, she says men who will stand for right though the heavens fall. The principles are very important as we study and analyze them. Stand for what is right even if you stand alone, says Susie Kastner. And often, Martin Luther King, an individual who breaks a law that conscience tells him is unjust and who willingly accepts the penalty of imprisonment in order to arouse the conscience of the community over its injustice, is in reality expressing the highest respect for the law. Profound, isn't it? Very good. That's the formula. Stand for God's right, regardless of the consequences. Many are unaware that over the past eight years, there have been numerous instances where American citizens have been asked to defy their conscience and beliefs. How they responded are incredible examples for you and I, because that is going to be one of the issues we are going to be faced with very soon. We've chosen, or I've chosen, a few examples to show what it really means to stand for truth. And never let Jesus down. I wish you could see the pictures that I have here, but that's not going to be. Torture and death of Christians are occurring in 50 countries of the world because they are standing for Jesus. 50 countries. Pope Francis is one of the few leaders who has called this genocide. 
June 2016, ISIS burned to death 19 Kurdish girls. They're here in a picture in a steel cage, and they burned them together in this steel cage at one time because of their Yazidi faith, because they wouldn't become sex slaves. Christian Kevin O'Connor and his daughter Crystal owned Memories Pizza in Indiana, stating that they would refuse. They, they had no challenge of gay people coming in. Somebody from the news organization just came in and asked them, would you serve gay people here in a wedding? Pizzas. Maybe pizzas are served in wedding parties. I don't know. But at least they asked the question of this father and, excuse me, young daughter. This was in March of last year. Well, they were forced to hide because of threats from the homosexual community and shut the doors of their business. A year later, just a month ago, she, the young girl said, I have been scared, but God has given me strength. I think it is nothing compared to what Christ had to suffer. After a year, they are trying to reopen. And as we are here together this morning, they are starting to sell pizzas again, but they do not know what threats are going to be coming back. Another example, Baronella Stutzman, owner of Arlene's Flowers in Richmond, Washington, refused to provide flowers for a gay wedding early in 2015. County Judge Alex Ekstrom granted a summary judgment against her, placing her business assets, her home, and her personal savings at risk. State Attorney General Bob Ferguson then sued her, making the state statutory predictions for homosexuals trump the Constitution protections of religious liberty. Ferguson offered to settle the case, that's the, the attorney, if she paid $2,000 penalty for violating the Consumer Protection Act, a dollar payment for cost and fees, and agreed not to discriminate in the future. You are asking me, she wrote back to Ferguson, this is to the state, you are asking me to walk in a way of the well-known, listen to her logic, it's beautiful. You are asking me to walk in the way of a well-known betrayer, one who's something of infinite worth for 30 pieces of silver. Stutzman wrote in a letter to Ferguson. She then said, that is something I will not do. Rowan County Clerk Kim Davis, incidentally, we don't know what's going to happen to her business. That's still pending right now. Rowan County Clerk Kim Davis refused to issue marriage licenses for same-sex marriages in Kentucky. She defied orders from the governor, a U.S. District of Court, and the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against her. The Supreme Court let the lower court's ruling stand. She spent time in jail, but a religious accommodation removing her name from the licenses seemed to resolve the problem. Her story and voice went around the world. And this is her speaking. You can't be separated from something that's in your heart and in your soul. 
My conscience will not allow it. God's moral law convicts me and conflicts with my duty. This lady stood firm, and the final news headlines regarding her. I love this. It's a good illustration for us today. Kentucky bows to clerk Kim Davis and changes marriage license rules, and she, con she continues with her job. 1972 Title IX amendments prohibited sex discrimination in hiring, housing, and employment at schools receiving federal funds. The law, however, allowed religious schools to opt out of the requirement when the Supreme Court mandated that homosexual marriage nationally must be honored. The LGBT established the human rights campaign to attack Christian schools who had obtained the waiver. December 2015, and many of these illustrations I'm giving here this morning are very recent. There had been 56 schools that were granted religious freedom exemptions. This group claimed this was dangerous for homosexuals or transsexuals. They are working to publicly shame these Christian institutions. Incidentally, one of our Adventist universities was included in that list. Billionaire Elliot Singer, American hedge fund manager, activist, investor, and philanthropist, is helping to support the LGBT efforts against Christian education here in America. The LGBT establishment is now crusading against the tax exemption of churches and schools. Churches like this church here. The gay rights side keeps escalating its demands and public opinion keeps shifting because of their being activists in their favor. Chuck Fillon, in the name of equality, members of the Denver's Business Development Committee, this is Denver, Colorado, have said that they are morally obliged to keep this restaurant out of the city-owned Denver Circle because of their stance on gay marriage. So Chuck Fillon, you've probably heard other stories about them being in the news and standing for rights. They cannot have a business now in the airport. Do you see how Satan is working? In a thousand ways within society, religious, Christian liberty and convictions is now being restricted. I'm reminded of evangelism, page 236. Satan is stealing a march upon us. The law of God through the agency of Satan is to soon be made void. In our land of boasted freedom, religious liberty will soon come to an end. Matthew 10, 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and the body. Another threat has come to the shores of America since 2008. There have been six major Islamic attacks. There's seven now from when I put this together a few weeks ago. The last as of this presentation in Orlando, Florida. They represent not only an attack on this nation, but on its Judeo-Christian roots. This is a new threat to religious liberty. 
because Washington now favors, and I'm doing two articles on this for our end time, monthly end time issue. Washington now favors Islam over Christianity. As of June 2016, how long ago was that? How many years ago was that? June 2016, the White House has brought in 433 immigrant Christians. You're aware of the immigrants that are flooding into this country, really many of them illegally. But the White House has brought in 11,000. That's 433 versus 11,086 Muslims from the Middle East. Secretary of State John Kerry noted that ISIS is killing Christians because of their religion. Yet the American Center for Law and Justice says that this has not altered the U.S. government's immigration policy. I'm just giving you a smattering. I have a stack of articles about six inches high in religious liberty that has created news in the last year and a half alone. A new mosque is being built in the United States each week much of the funding is coming through the North American Islamic Trust. This trust is part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Outlawed in many countries, this is the agency that Hillary Clinton's secretary, Huma Abedin, belongs to. There's a whole story in that. Since the time of President Bush, the accommodation that has been extended to the Islamic community has meant surrendering of America's past. A religious correctness by cowardly leaders has led to religious appeasement, unquote, by Rabbi Sarah from Ohio. Stephen McDowell said Islam is one of the two greatest external threats to Christianity in the 21st century. Statism is the other. I wish you could see this picture Go ahead, come on up. Let's see what we can do here. I'm on slide number 47. But if that you're using the flash, it's probably a different slide number. We'll see what happens here. The, the picture that I have here is President Obama bowing to one of the Iranian leaders. The French political philosopher Matineau observed a moderate government is most agreeable to the Christian religion and a despotic government to Mohammed. Headlines, White House again refuses to call ISIS slaughter of Christians genocide. Determination has not yet been reached, the White House said. Christians have been seeing the most dramatic, have seen the most dramatic decline in the country of Syria, where five years of war has created an unprecedented refugee crisis. If you've been following the news of what's happening in Syria, it's tragic. There were two cities that they bombed with chlorine gas and killed everybody in the city. Everybody. Roughly half of the country of 23 million residents has been displaced, and 250,000 people have died in the last five years. Though claiming to be Methodist, Hillary Clinton said to the Women of the World Conference, and I have her picture speaking at that conference, 
deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed to provide reproductive care for all women. Did you catch that? Did you have a slide there? Oh, there it is. Is there a way I can change it from up here? It's my clicker. Let's try that. Yep, there we go. All right, there we go. All right, I'm going to stand down here so I can see the slide and then we can go through them. Folks, maybe I should ask you all, it's noon. I don't know what time you usually stop. We got a little late start. Can we go ahead? All right, bless your heart. Let's move on then. Let's see, what did I press here? Let me see where I'm at. There's President Obama bowing to the Iranian individual. Whoops, I'm going backwards. I meant to go forward. There is what, okay. Let me repeat what she has said in this conference for women. Deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed to provide reproductive health care for all women. What has to be changed? Even religious understanding has to be changed to provide reproductive care for women. This was a pitch for abortion rights and also an announcement that part of Christianity, Christianity's moral identity must be reworked. Her religious orientation has been mainly political. She has re a record of speaking in churches when on the campaign trail only. USA Today observed it would take, this is USA Today, folks, a liberal newspaper, a news organization, it would take an army of psychologists to determine why Clinton believes that her worldview should override that of centuries of religious doctrine. And this is what they also said, St. Hillary seeks to save Christians from Christianity. We know she wants to be president, but does she think she's God also? Interesting, isn't it? Would this lady ever find it politically expedient to make restrictive religious laws? Hillary Clinton applauds the Obama administration for taking action to stand up for the rights of LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, across the country. Clinton's spokeswoman, Hinjosa, told the Washington Post as president, she will fight to make sure all Americans can live their lives free from discrimination. What? Discrimination for the LGBT community, but forget about the Christian community and the community that has different values. What heroic act did the president take? Obama forces all schools to create transgender ready-mix sex bathrooms, locker rooms. Schools must welcome a tiny number of apparently transgender children. I had dropped this slide because it's kind of a duplicate from the previous slide. We'll move on. There's no room in our schools for discrimination of any kind, including discrimination against transgender students on the basis of their sex. What about the Christians that are being discriminated against? What about the Christian girls that are in their showers and in their locker rooms? that don't want to have males in that area then. 
but that is not looked at. It's just this few individuals that is driving this coercive direction that our government is taking. Washington's evil intentions surfaced when Obama said, look, I have profound respect for everybody's religious beliefs on this, but if you're in a public school, children are to be treated with kindness. What kind of kindness? Let transgenders go into the girls' room. My reading of scripture tells me, notice this, that the golden rule is pretty high up there in terms of my belief implying that this was the basis of his order. Did you catch that? This sinful mandate, he claims, is based upon the Bible. Can you believe what's going on and the rationale that is being used? Religious liberty is under attack. Meddling with our freedom to follow God-directed convictions is on the rise. Sheriff David Clark, a voice for religious liberty in this country, incidentally, of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, spoke out. America is now ruled by an oligarchy who are taking a step-by-step -step approach to destroy faith or religion because it stands in the way of their view of what American society should be. Jesus said that the first and most important commandment was to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The essence of true biblical faith stems from love, not force. Most people don't obey traffic laws or tax laws out of love. They obey them because the government uses power to compel that obedience, and hopefully they are reasonable. The principle behind religious freedom is to keep a separation between church and state, to keep these two realms separate. If not, you wind up with the government using force to compel things it thinks should be done, and we know that is soon to happen. In the year 2015, in the first half of this year, there were over 200 religious infractions imposed on the citizens of this country challenging the freedom of conscience. This is occurring incrementally. The Bible predicts that this will become a focused issue for God's people regarding the Sabbath. The consequences will bring civil punishment. Acts of the Apostles, all who in that evil day would fearlessly serve God according to the dictates of conscience will need courage, firmness, and a knowledge of God and his word. For those who are true to God will be persecuted. They, their motives will be impunged, their best efforts misinterpreted, and their names cast out as evil. It will require firmness, trust, the firmest trust, the most heroic purpose to hold fast the faith of the once delivered to the saints. America is under attack. How will you stand? Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Almost unseen are the incremental moves to restrict our liberty, our worship, even our honor to you. Father, we need your spirit to guide us, convict us, and give us strength to stand firm for principle, though the heavens fall. 
And I pray for each person here this morning that their friendship with you, their friendship with Jesus will be so strong that when these things begin to touch us personally, we will not change. Our loyalties will deepen. Our resolve will deepen. And that soon we will step off into heaven together. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.